While everybody is trying to research what hashtag B2B means on Sean Clifford's vague and mysterious Instagram post, Penn State is in their bye week and people are searching for answers. What is the status of Sean Clifford going forward? Will Penn State have to rely on backup quarterback Taquan Roberson to captain the ship for uh, what number of weeks? The rest of the season? What's the situation? Well, let's play a bit of a hypothetical this week. That's what we're going to do today on the BWI Daily Edition. And the reason we're going to do that is twofold. One, it's going to get into a conversation that Penn State fans have been wanting to have and have been having the entire football season of why isn't the offensive line better at run blocking? Get into some of the broad ideas and some of the very specific topics when it comes to personnel and scheme for why that is. And it's not like there's no path to success. That's, I think, the good news. The bad news is it's going to make some tough choices for what you're going to do. And the reason we're talking about that is if Penn State is relying on Taquan Roberson going forward, they are not going to have the same game plan that they had for the first six games of the season, where they're relying heavily on the passing game, using uh, advanced level concepts to beat zone and man coverage because you had a fifth-year quarterback who mentally had been through a lot of different schemes and was able to prepare and perform at a semi-professional level. What Penn State was doing from the passing game perspective, a lot of that were some really high-level college concepts and schemes. Wasn't the same typical quick game dink and dunk stuff. They were trying to do some advanced level stuff. You're probably not doing that with Taquan Roberson, who has not been the starter. So then you're going to have to rely on your running game. And before we get started, one quick thing. First off, as always, when I say one quick thing, please subscribe. YouTube, podcast, wherever you get this, but especially to our YouTube page. Um, If you are there watching and you say, well, T. Frank, show us the video. Unfortunately, on YouTube, that's illegal. Uh, I can't do that. I I would love to. I do film studies all the time, especially after Penn State football games. I've got one up that went up yesterday of Penn State, Iowa, breaking down everything that happened. So if you want the film review, Check that out. But today we're going to talk in specifics about the offensive line and how you can improve percentage points here, the running game. So let's rip the Band-Aid off. Penn State is not going to be a a dominant run-blocking team this year. The pieces just aren't there through circumstance and recruiting and all of that stuff. Let's also remember that this is their first year in a new system as well. So we're seeing Sean Clifford play well with some really talented receivers around him. The offensive line is playing okay. And I think that's the biggest thing is that the offensive line is not as bad as it seems. We're going to break it down into two parts. I'm going to start with the interior of the offensive line. A lot of Penn State's problems are personnel driven in this situation. And part of it, again, we're going to take a broad view of this, is the reason they were set up. Penn State was a pass-heavy team. They were also the fourth-ranked team in the nation by doing that, and the interior of the offensive line was providing really clean pockets for Sean Clifford. If you check out the PFF numbers, Juice Scruggs, who, by the way, is, the I think, playing the best of this group in the overall sense, as well as being a pass blocker, he had given up eight pressures. That was the high watermark. None of them given up over 10. I believe it's only one sack between the three of them that has given up by the interior this year. So as pass blockers, they were playing really well. They were doing that job. And if you look at them, it kind of makes sense if you look at their abilities and what what they are physically. Just taking a look at their listed heights and weights. Juice Scruggs, again, probably the most physically strong of the group, 6'3", 307. 
Mike Miranda lost weight to play center. He's 6'3", 305, and Eric Wilson used to play tackle at Harvard but didn't play last year because of COVID. He's 6'4", 307, athletic mobile blockers. And that's really the systems that they've been successful in. Penn State runs three primary schemes of blocking, and you can really break it down into two because there are only two types of blocking in football, man or zone. But specifically, they run inside zone, and you know what that looks like. You've seen that for years. James Franklin has always run the inside zone. It's primarily paired with the read option and RPOs. So that's when the quarterback is holding the ball, deciding what to do with it, and either giving it to the running back or keeping it himself. Primarily, that's all done on inside zone blocking. And that is based on uh, gap responsibility and not the man across from you. So you're responsible for a specific area of the field. And if anyone crosses into that area, pre or post snap, that's your guy. If you, uh, if you are playing outside zone blocking, it's the similar concept of you're responsible for a part of the field that you're going to be running to a specific gap in the offensive line. You're trying to get to, but it's done at a much more dramatic level where you're running to the sideline. You're trying to steal an extra gap on the defense. So these athletic interior offensive linemen have been performing pretty well in those situations. Mike Miranda has been uh, good. He's had some really bad losses in these situations, but he's also getting to the side of the off defensive lineman he's supposed to, and he's in position to make the block, giving the running back room to run. So they're good at that, but they're not good at the other stuff specifically. And that's where we're going to take a look at the offensive tackles. It's a very different situation with, uh, you've got Rasheed Walker, 6'6", 325. Big, physical, powerful player. Last season, when Penn State kind of reduced their game plan and went to more of just the gap blocking, which is, I am responsible for you and I'm going to push you out of the way. When they were doing that, Rasheed Walker was really turning in genuinely into a difference maker as a run blocker. He was becoming very good at that. And that is one area he's taken a big step back so far this season. He is not pushing players off of the spot, and he's having a hard time consistently blocking them throughout the rep. So fixing the offensive line, fixing the running game, a lot of it comes down to Rasheed Walker playing better. And there have been moments where he's played really well. Uh, in, the, in the Auburn game, specifically, he washed down the entire defensive line on the left side, opening up a gigantic hole for Noah Kane to just walk into the end zone. And then against Indiana, he struggled to find Michael McFadden at the second level and couldn't block and get those important seal blocks on some of these gap and power schemes in space. That's his job. Come off the offensive line, help out, double team, and then get to the second level on some of those plays. And he just wasn't getting to those blocks. He was missing or he was hitting and then falling off contact. So him playing better is the biggest key to all of this. Shocker, right? Having your best offensive lineman play better. Uh, and then if we examine on the other side, Caden Wallace. He was in a similar situation last year when he was inserted into the offensive line at right tackle and Will Fries was moved down to guard. He was playing much better in those gap schemes where he's the big physical blocker and everything's very tight and condensed. But again, remember, the offense was very simple last year. It was very specific, and it came at a time in the season where Penn State didn't play very many good opponents outside of the Michigan game where he did play well. So give him credit for that. Um, but it has been very much a different process this year now that he's been asked to play 
a full complement of snaps. He has not been good at either system. So both tackles not run blocking well is really what we're trying to fix here. Can we find a system or an alignment or a personnel uh, grouping that gets enough players playing in the right scheme that everyone starts to play a little better together? And before we get into moving people around, let's ask the question of, are there any other offensive linemen that can uh, do both? I think the answer that you know already is no. If they were, they'd be playing. Uh, and we saw Anthony Wiggins start the season. He's a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger of a player at that left guard position. He was quickly pulled in the Wisconsin game, and Eric Wilson has played since. Bryce Effner is the only other offensive lineman that has really taken a lot of snaps so far this season. And by a lot, I mean around 100. About that, that's not a ton given they played six games. So he's played primarily at left guard, but has also come in at right tackle at times in the Ball State game, uh, and and performed pretty well. And also, as a six offensive lineman at the goal line, where he's really done his best work as that six offensive lineman blocking for the Wildcat formation with Tyler Warren. So does he have, has he earned the right as possibly the best blocker so far in all of those situations to play more? I would consider that. Because again, he is not a big physical guy. He's another guy who is six foot five, 307 pounds. Uh, and we saw physically he got pushed around by Iowa when he came into the game at the end of the uh, first half, where that power, that lack of size and strength was evident. He didn't give up any sacks, but he did lose a lot of reps to the Iowa defensive tackles. Can he hold up as a right tackle and either move Caden Wall somewhere else or get him off the field? Because I think if you can solve that, and, and uh, Efner, who is a quicker, more technical blocker, can he execute those zone schemes? To me, this is where I'm going to start. Because of the offensive linemen, we haven't seen Landon Tangwall, who again is another talented, true freshman that I don't think they're going to have see the field this year. I just He didn't come in in either of the games against Ball State or against Villanova. They're very, very cautious about playing true freshmen in their first year on campus along the offensive line. So I would not expect that. So really, we're working with the six guys we've seen. Otherwise, they would have seen the field. You're not going to change your center the same time you're changing your quarterback. That is that is a recipe for disaster. So Mike Miranda, who's not playing as poorly in every situation, he's going to stay put. So then it becomes, do you move your best consistent offensive lineman, the guy who's turning the corner in Juice Scruggs? Do you move him? Or do you just simply insert Efner and see what happens? I would lean towards that one and hope that Rashid Walker in these zone systems and rely specifically on those because the majority of the offensive line can execute those blocks outside of the tackles and hope that your best player plays better. That's what I would do. But the problem is some of the best plays so far this year have come from the Penn State offensive line uh, gap blocking. So you're, you're, it's a gamble. None of this is, is uh, tried and true, definitely going to work. If you don't want to move... Caden Wallace off the field. I would see if he has the ability to play guard the same way that you did with Will Fries last year. Move him inside, give him the opportunity to inside zone block and combo and double team with Miranda and with Efner, who are more mature players and technically good, and then he can be the power behind those things on the inside zone blocking specifically, and then hope that he can... Uh, get those blocks when it comes to the outside zone where it requires a little more quickness. 
Again, that's a bit of a gamble. But then you move your best offensive lineman over next to Rasheed Walker and move Juice Scruggs to left guard. And again, you're only running zone blocking at this point. You're you're really, if it's very rare, doing anything else. Because you've seen that the interior of the offensive line, the linemen that are playing the best, they're not doing that the best. So when James Franklin says that it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, it really is. Some guys are working well in some schemes, and some guys are not working well in some schemes. And sometimes the running backs don't find the hole, and sometimes the tight ends don't block. So what we're doing is we're eliminating as many of those variables as possible and focusing on really specific things. The problem is that makes you very, very predictable in the future. And that's really the tightrope you're going to walk with Taquan Roberson as your quarterback. If he's not going to develop as the passer, and if these starting reps with the team, if that's what he's doing this week and next week, if he's not getting those reps to be able to be a competent passer at, at uh, all levels or concepts of the field, or if the things he just struggles with and can't do, and you simplify the offense, you are going to be predictable. So you have to be better than your predictability. You have to simply win so many times. And that's a tough ask. But if you're going to do it, that's what I'd focus on with the running game to try and make that a better part of the offense, specifically those zone blocking schemes, and then design running plays for your quarterback off of that to catch the defense off guard and passing plays off of that to put players in conflict and get some easy reads and easy wins for your quarterback. Then off that, you have a quick passing game, some simple concepts there, and hopefully after that, you are successful enough that teams will give you some deep shots that you can take. Again, it's a tightrope. Are you going to be able to do that and beat Ohio State? I mean, it's a real, come on. First off, there's three weeks until then. And by the way, if Sean Clifford's healthy, Forget all of this because the offense was working well enough with him under center. So if he's healthy, scrap all of it and just keep doing what you're doing. That's how I'd fix the Penn State offensive line. Maybe some of these things they can focus on just in general, even if Sean Clifford is healthy, focus on some of their specific schemes, get good at those, and only run those until they prove they can do them. That might be a recipe for success down the road either way. I'm your host, Thomas Reinkar, the BWI Daily Edition. Please subscribe. I hope you enjoyed this conversation about the running game and it actually provided you some answers instead of, well, guys are missing blocks here and there. We'll provide more of this stuff here on the bye week and, of course, interviews and uh, conversations with the staff at Blue White Illustrated. This is the BWI Daily Edition. We'll be back tomorrow.